Hello again, and welcome back to another edition of Broomsticks and Butterbeer. I am Dan Rhino. I'm Jessica Rhino. And we are continuing our journey through Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. We finally got to see said Goblet of Fire 16 chapters in. And we're getting closer to this Tri-Wizard Tournament, which has become the Quad-Wizard Tournament, because everything's got to revolve around Harry, of course. Uh, our dog will be squeaking toys. He's already got uh, them out, like the best squeakers. He's got them out of the crate and has them scattered on yeah, the floor. Yeah, they're lined up. Ready. Ready, and, and, and he even organized them in order of anno <laughs> annoying squeakiness. Uh, he will be vociferously squeaking. Is that a... Is that a, does that mean I don't vociferously? Hold on. I, well, I just thought it was cute that like we got our stuff out and got everything ready. We did like, our okay, sound I'm check. My stuff out. And he's like, okay, hold on. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, get mine out. Vociferous means vehement or clamorous. Oh, yeah. I'd say squeakers so are So now kind we have to look clamorous. up what vehement and clamorous mean. <laughs> I think that it means that he will be squeaking with uh, with great vigor. Bigger and, 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 and volume. And bigger and volume. <laughs> bigger and volume and with the intent to annoy us into stopping said podcast and taking him for a W-A-L-K. Yeah, don't say that word. Yeah. I can't even say 5K anymore because he, he knows what that means now. <laughs> that means we're going for an R-U-N, <laughs> which is another word that I can't say anymore. He just looked up. He's coming over, and he's, I bet he stretches. There's oh, a stretch, because yeah. he thinks he's going somewhere. Hi, buddy. Well, let's get this uh, podcast done, then, so we can take them for, for a W-A-L-K. Chapter 17 last time, the four champions. Harry is somehow chosen as the second Hogwarts champion for the Tri-Wizard Tournament, effectively making it a quad-wizard tournament. No one knows how Harry's name was entered into the goblet, including Harry. Professor Moody is very curious about why Harry's name was entered and suspects nefarious intentions, Jessica. Doesn't he always? Plus the fact that it would have needed to be a powerful witch or wizard to trick the sorting hat. Yeah, not some dumb kid. He's very adamant that no kid could figure this out. Would you say he's vociferous in his... <laughs> In the stance that he's taking? Yeah, I feel like he's always, like, in all of his stances, he's rather vociferous. I really hope we're I using that. I think he's that. a dinosaur. I think it sounds like a dinosaur name. I really hope we're using that word correctly. Uh, Moody has some sort of history with Karkaroff that keeps getting hinted at. We haven't found that out yet. I'm guessing somebody stole somebody's lady in high school or something. Uh, the first task will take place November 24th. Students will be armed only with their wands. It will be a test of daring. Daring. And that's all they told us. Like, we're going to tell you all about this first task. It's November 24th. You're going to need your wands, and it's going to test your daring. So like, mark your calendar and what? be ready. <laughs> What's going on? Huh? Uh, Ron and Harry are at odds right now. Ron seems to be upset that Harry is taking on this big task, and Ron doesn't have a role to play in it. But I, we're... We're really unsure of exactly why Ron is upset. Hermione's going to give us her theory in this chapter. You and I talked last time about 
why we think Ron is so upset, and I kind of decided that it wasn't so much that Harry is getting to do this cool thing, but that Ron is pretty convinced that Harry put his name into the sorting hat and didn't also do this little side adventure with Ron. That's my theory, anyway. Yeah. You think that I'm... I mean, you probably know already from having read the books, but are you more in line with Hermione's theory that we're going to come up with this chapter, that it's more of a jealousy thing, or that Ron just kind of felt left out from Harry? Not that Harry got picked, but that Harry went through with putting his name in the hat, which we know he didn't, but... And maybe Ron even knows he did it, but... I don't know. It's really hard for me to put my finger on why Ron is so upset. I think it's probably a little bit of all of it. You know, like maybe the initial reaction was, how could you do this and not invite me? But now, you know, he's getting all this attention and it's all about Harry again. And I think it just kind of piles on. Ron wants to be Batman sometimes. He doesn't always want to be Robin. Yeah. I and I think, it, like you said, it just it hurt even more that he didn't get to go with him to do it. But I think even if he had, well, if he had gone with him to do it, he would have been a little more on board with the idea. But since he wasn't invited, he doesn't, doesn't feel included. And now he's, again, watching his friend get all of the attention. And Would you rather be Batman or Robin? And there is a correct answer here. Batman? Nope. But Robin I love is the cr- I love Batman too. He's my favorite superhero. He's my dog. However, Robin is the correct answer here. There's so much less responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it just seems like Robin, you know, he can go off on the weekends and hang out with the Teen Titans and fight like the lower level bad guys and it's just like the stakes are a lot lower for robin i don't know it just seems like it's just a lot and robin always seems happier in the comics batman is always mad all the time he was mad before he was batman though yeah but like robin had like some bad stuff happen in in his life too like his parents were killed at that carnival spoiler alert (gasps) it happened like 80 years ago (laughs) in the comics on the wire uh, Robin's parents are also dead well you know he's a superhero character aren't they all I mean they have to have something to kind of trigger the the hero gene in their body but Robin seems like well see then you need to explain that to Ron he's got his parents so therefore he can't be a hero that's true sorry you don't fit the equation you don't even get to be Robin you're Alfred. <laughs> Alfred. Nothing wrong with being Alfred, though. Well, let's get into chapter 18 today, since we've spent seven minutes uh, talking, talking about, about dogs Batman. and superheroes, and our dog is staring at us, and he knows that we're no closer to having this episode done. So let's get into chapter 18, the weighing of the wands, Jessica. I totally forgot about that. I'm like, well, they're going to do what? Oh, okay. Just got to make the book a little thicker. Yeah stalling for time harry wakes up the next morning that that's the overall theme of this book (laughs) harry potter and the goblet of fire subtitled stalling for time (laughs) 
Harry wakes up the next morning not wanting to be in the common room with the Creevy Brothers. Or the Creepy Brothers. Oh, no, they're good. <laughs> and not wanting to go to the Great Hall because of all the attention that will come with it following the news from last night. Hermione brings uh, meets Harry, brings him some toast, and they go for a walk. Isn't she so clever? However, okay, I understand that Hermione, being the good friend, knows that Harry probably doesn't want to go down to the hall, so I'll bring him some food. She brings him a plate of toast. Yeah. Maybe he likes toast. No, I mean, who doesn't, first of all, who doesn't like toast? Exactly. <laughs> Our dog just said, oh, oh, who doesn't like toast? But no sausages, no eggs, no biscuits. That's messy. Biscuits are messy. You don't got to yeah, drown like... in gravy, Jessica. Oh. But I guess biscuits would just be another form of bread. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to double up. And toast is easier. Like, I understand it's easier. But sometimes doing the easy thing is not doing the right thing, Jessica. They should have brought should have brought him some protein, <laughs> some eggs, some bacon. Couldn't throw some strips of bacon on there. No, no. Maybe she just that was what was closest to her. I don't on the like table. that you're defending this when you know you are wrong. And I <laughs> understand that's being married. <laughs> I understand that's part of being married is sticking Taking your foot, the opposite stance planting your you foot pick. firmly, vociferously <laughs> in the ground. I'm not being loud. <laughs> and and stating your claim and sticking by it even when you know that you are wrong. However, I feel like you're being a little greedy if you want more than just toast. That's greedy. That's like what prisoners eat. I bet Azkaban gets a plate of toast every morning. She brought it to him. They bring it to the prisoners, too. And she had like, an right escape plan little... for him. She's like, come on, let's go for a walk by the lake. Sometimes prisoners have escape plans, too. Get a file inside the birthday cake. Well, maybe she knows from past experiences that when he gets upset, his stomach gets upset. And she wanted to keep him from getting sick. So, like, when you don't feel well, you eat crackers. <laughs> Our dog just made a, a horrible <laughs> cry. I mean, oh, oh, oh. his life is so hard. His life is so difficult. So, so Harry, he's trying to okay, keep him from getting ahead. sick. Okay. Toast is a light breakfast. If you're feeling a little queasy, a little uneasy, yeah, I think it. I think it was a smart choice. Protein helps too. So not greasy bacon and sausage. He's gonna be puking. Uh, if you agree with Jessica, or if you agree with me, send us an email, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com, or tweet us at broomsticksb. She didn't want sausage fingers. <laughs> Greasy sausage <laughs> fingers? Yeah. Well, Harry is still at odds with Ron, and Hermione has a theory about that. And Jessica, her theory is that, as we alluded to earlier... Ron is jealous of all of the attention that Harry is getting. Do you agree with her? Do you think that this is this is just hard for Ron to see his best friend getting all the attention and him just kind of be in the background? Do you agree with her theory there? 
Yeah, and but I do agree with yours too. I think it is a little bit of everything. Oh like, my god, thank it, you. It started with you didn't. How did you do this without telling me? Why didn't you include me? And now it's oh great, Harry's the hero of the school again. Although that's not exactly true, but he is the hero of Gryffindors. And once again, he has to kind of sit sit to the side and watch Harry get all of the attention. And Harry, Hermione points this out very clearly. She's like, and gently, Harry, things always seem to happen to you. <laughs> and her, and Ron has always stepped aside. And then I think, like I've said before, you got to factor in his family. He's the youngest of the boys. And so he's always had to kind of fight for attention. He's always kind of pushed to the side. This is just an extension of his everyday life for <laughs> yeah. the last 13 years. Harry has a horrible home life. He gets to come to school and be the king hero legend. And Ron just gets more of the same. He was, Harry was abused for <laughs> 11 years. So. Yeah, they beat Mentally him. and physically <laughs> and emotionally. <laughs> so, you know, gotta weigh, you gotta weigh it, everything, you know. Yeah. Potato, tomato. That I did there? Yeah. Uh-huh. Hermione tells Harry that he needs to write to Sirius to keep him informed of what's going on. And how does Hedwig react when Harry says that he cannot use her? Oh, she gets mad. She gets her feelings hurt. I think it would have been a very simple fix if he just told her it's because you're too pretty. But he, he doesn't really do that. And so now she's mad and won't talk to him. Harry just can't win. He just can't win with anybody in his life right now. No. He can't, he can't win for trying. Neither can Hermione, apparently, because all she brought was toast. Yeah, that would, <laughs> that would put her at the bottom of my list, honestly. Uh, not just Ron and Hedwig upset with Harry. He's getting the cold shoulder from the Puffs, of all people, who Those we love mean old everybody. Puffs. Mean old Puffs, stop it. <laughs> he's, getting the, he's even getting the cold shoulder from some teachers, like Professor Sprout. She's the head of the Puff house. And even the Ravenclaws, Jessica? Now I understand why the Slytherins don't like Harry. But the Puffs and the Ravenclaws and even the teachers, he just can't win right now. I was waiting for the explanation for the Ravenclaws to kind of be like more of, well, you know, he broke the rules. Uh, well, uh, you uh, broke the rules. Technically, so, uh... you shouldn't be a <laughs> champion. And also because supposedly we know it's not true but supposedly he figured out how to get around it mm -hmm. which is something uh, man, if they would anybody think is going to figure out should have been a ravenclaw uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, if anybody's going to figure out how to sideswipe the defenses of the goblet of fire then it should be somebody who uh, is in ravenclaw house exactly there you go but that really wasn't listed in there, but I think that's why Ravenclaw's upset. So, nobody other than the Gryffindors is happy that Harry is in this tournament. And Harry kind of, it's kind of doubly hard on Harry because, number one, the majority of the school, including all, some of the teachers, don't feel like he belongs in this tournament. But it's I think it's doubly hard because Cedric looks the part cedric is he looks the part of somebody who rep should be representing your school just like fleur looks the part 
-hmm. of her school. And Victor Crumb looks the part of his school. These are all very good physical representations, you well, know, not, not even talking about their wizarding abilities. Well, they're older, too, mm -hmm. so they're more mature, more... They're not in the gangly yeah. preteen. Yeah, <laughs> that very awkward, <laughs> awkward phase. Couple of years. So you got to take that into account, too. They've matured, and, yeah, they're Cedric, a little more impressive. Yeah, Cedric kind of looks like that guy from Twilight. Kinda looks like <laughs> kind of looks like uh, the new Batman. Oh, Jess is looking for something on the soundboard. I'll play some music while... <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Never mind. Now I got nothing? nothing. Just press a button, though. Any button will do. Just because you've got the emotional range of a teaspoon. See, that works. <laughs> uh, it's kind of weird for me, all of the attention that Cedric is getting all of the sudden... Because I kind of understand the Victor Crumb thing, because he's not just a student, but he's also like a professional sports superstar. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not professional, I guess it would still be... Uh, I think he's professional. Is it professional? Are they getting... Yeah, the Quidditch. Are they getting paid? Getting paid in the Escalade? I'm guessing so. I mean, it's the world. it was the World Cup. Yeah. But World Cup and... Soccer is representing your country. You're technically not. I mean, you can be a professional. You can play on a professional team outside of the World Cup. Oh, so it's like a select team. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's equivalent like, to it, ours. It's like the Olympics are supposed to be amateurs, which are people that don't get paid. But they've changed that over the years. Like they send professional hockey players over now, professional basketball players. Yeah, but I don't think it's like the Olympics because. It wasn't, like, they had team names. It wasn't just, like, Team mm. USA, Team Germany, Team... I thought they were just countries. Weren't they just representing countries? I thought they had team names. No, because didn't, like, Ireland, and they were, like, wearing, like, the Irish colors, and leprechauns were dancing around, and... Yeah. Well, maybe, because... They were kind of just referring to them as... Listen, you stay in your lane okay. with 99% of the stuff that's in this book, and I'll handle the sports, young lady. Sports! <laughs> I, I think it's kind of weird that kids at Cedric's school are asking him for autographs and stuff, though. Because this is just the same Cedric that they've known for years. And granted, some of the first years are seeing him for the first time and might have this higher opinion of him as this superstar. But all of a sudden, the people that you've been going to school with for a couple of years are like treating you like a celebrity and asking for your autograph. I just think that's kind of weird. Okay, but I have a theory. Okay. All right. So, yes, Cedric has been going to school there for a couple of years, but he's kind of just come into himself apparently because now he's on the Quidditch team and they're doing well. They beat Gryffindor with his help. So that's kind of like he's he's stepping up this year. Also, he's a puff so it's not really cool to like him. Third but or now, nothing. Third, third or, or nothing. nothing. Third or nothing. We need to get some of those on the, on the soundboard. That would be awesome. Some, some puffs. Uh, for those of you who don't know what we're... I'm sure you... You should know. Know what we're You should know by now. 
Uh, there is a off-Broadway play mm-hmm. called Puffs. Puffs the play. Which is not sponsored by J.K. Rowling or <laughs> Harry Potter in not any way. Anyway. So <laughs> they get around the uh, copyright. copyright stuff by... Do they ever say Harry Potter, or is it always just Harry? I think it's just Harry. I think it's just Harry. Or they, they might say Potter, like separately. Uh-huh. I think Snape might have said Potter. They don't say Hufflepuffs, they say Puffs. They don't say Slytherin, they say Snakes. They don't <laughs> say Gryffindor, they say Braves. They don't say Ravenclaw, they say Smarts. Smarts. <laughs> and they wear the, the same colors. colors and... It's at a certain school of magic and magic. <laughs> I liked the one at the very beginning. I don't think I noticed it when we saw it the first time, or when I saw it for the first time. But they said, "I'm going." He was way at the beginning. He said, "I'm going to a school for male, witch or male magic people and female magic people." Mm-hmm. Yep, couldn't he, they didn't even say witches and wizards. And it is awesome. It is like you saw it with our friend Kelly up in New, New York, York yeah. like an actual at like an off Broadway uh, location. We saw it at one of our local uh, productions here, City in, Hall, in the St. Louis area, <laughs> and they did a fantastic job. But if you can't get to New York, if you don't have a local production of it, go on Amazon and you can buy the video of the off Broadway production for like. Yeah. Three bucks. Five no, bucks. I think to buy it, it's nine ninety nine. Oh, okay. And then to rent it, it's like, it's like two or three. Two bucks. or three bucks. Yeah. I I always do on Amazon where it's, if I don't need something right away, you can do the like uh, no rush shipping, and you get like a dollar digital credit, and you can use that to buy like to rent movies and stuff like that. So like when I bought Puffs, it didn't cost me anything because I had mm-hmm. digital credits. So a little hi- life hack for you. There, there. you go. So if uh, start you, saving you're us, up, you're us mentioning puffs and third or nothing, third or nothing, or oops, that was the wrong button. That's just your Freudian slip for how you really feel about Puffle Puffs. <laughs> sports, because they can't say Quidditch either. They just say sports. We're gonna do the sports match. <laughs> it's it's really clever. I think I think they do an excellent job at it. Uh, but like I said, I think it's kind of weird that Cedric's school is asking for autographs for him, though. But I understand your theory. Yeah. So now once he gets selected, it's like, okay. It's like they've gotten this approval to... Plus, it's just exciting for the Hufflepuffs because they mm-hmm. never have had somebody represent them in such a way. Well, The Rock is a Hufflepuff, so I'm just saying. Anytime you go to the movie theater, you're supporting Hufflepuffs. <laughs> Uh, and I support um, the Cedric Diggory uh, slash Potter Stinks buttons that popped up. And this is one of my favorite parts of the chapter, mm-hmm. uh, to the point where I am, am currently making support Cedric Diggory, the true uh, Hogwarts champion, champion or something like that, buttons that were made and uh, people are passing out. And the buttons say support Cedric Diggory, the true Hogwarts champion. And then when you press it, it switches magically to say Potter stinks. <laughs> and it's just another way of showing that everybody's behind Cedric and not a lot of people are uh, down with Potter being a part of it. What is going on behind <laughs> me now? He's playing with his stick. There's just a stick being eaten behind me right now. <sighs> well, 
we're gonna we're just gonna keep going. I don't yep. care. I don't care. We're keep not gonna stop. Not gonna not gonna edit this out. No. We're just gonna, we're just gonna This is life, guys. Keep... Real life. That's life. So this leads the first of all, I love the buttons. But this leads to another showdown between Draco and Harry. And I guess kids are just allowed to assault each other with magic at this school. Well, they're not allowed to. Seems to happen, like, quite a bit. It's like, it's like kids are allowed to carry this weapon around with them at school. Like, all these kids are allowed to, to carry around knives at school. And every once in a while, they pull the knives out on each other. Maybe they shouldn't be allowed to carry their wands with them everywhere. Um, it, that's a tool they need for class, though. It's like a pencil. And yes, sometimes kids do bad things with the pencils well, then at school. I guess school. you could assault somebody with the pencil. I had a second grader. No, it was third grade. Stabbing over the third grader in the arm with a pencil. It happens. I got stabbed with a paper clip a couple of years ago. Yeah. And then got in trouble because I talked about being stabbed with... You can't talk about that. It happened at school. People will think our school is... Uh, is uh, uh, less, a bad place. Uh, you know, dangerous. <laughs> as dangerous as Hogwarts? I don't think I so. Think it's the, fine. I was trying to think of the right adjective there, but uh, I'm like, well, kids at your school do stab teachers, so there's that. <laughs> but I digress, Your Honor. <laughs> I told you there's a kindergartner this year that when he gets mad, he he doesn't have anything, but he just acts like he's stabbing me. He's like, oh, Mrs. Rhino, uh, I had if something. I had some kind of sharp, pointy <laughs> object, I'd give you like, the business yeah, right uh, now. Yeah, sit down. <laughs> so, uh, Harry and Draco shoot a little magic at each other. and Well, I, I was impressed. So, Harry's been taken. You're impressed that Harry knew... <laughs> More than just uh, Expelliarmus? No, I don't think he knows that at this point. But it wasn't the taunting of him that, that set Harry off. It was when Draco Mud insulted Hermione mm -hmm. that it was too much. He couldn't take it anymore. He's He's been dealing with a lot the last couple of days. It's been very overwhelming. The fact that he got somehow put in this tournament where people have died <laughs> in the past. Where he's probably going to die. Dark Lord is... Probably after him again, yeah. you know, from the visions he's been having and whatnot. So, the magic ricochets off each other. One of it hits Crab, I think, was or was it Goyle? I don't remember. But one of, I think, I want to say Crab. But, like, I guess, like, fungus starts growing out of his head Boils? Or yeah. Yeah, it starts with boils. Well, maybe and it then was Goyle. Maybe Goyle has got the boils. boils. <laughs> But the other bit of magic ricochets off to Hermione, which has got to really make Harry feel just like Horrible. even extra. And awful. make Ron more mad at mm -hmm. Harry because, you know, if he hadn't done that, then Hermione wouldn't have got hurt. So this is where a big difference comes up between the book and the movies in Hermione's appearance. And you and I have kind of, we've never really gotten super into it but we've kind of alluded to it on some previous shows in the in the movie Hermione's very cute and she, and she's you know kind of got the big frizzy hair but she's like 
when she even when she's super young, she's just a cute little kid. Mm-hmm. In the book, she's supposed to have like these big buck teeth, right? Mm-hmm. And kind of be less cute. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like all the movies when you know she takes her glasses off. You just fix one or two things, <laughs> and then she's not not hideous I've seen anymore. She's all that. Yeah. You just, you know, put on some makeup and take off the glasses. You're fine. Brush the hair out just right, and you're fine. Little haircut, little styling, you're fine. Um, Yeah, so she's got this big, bushy hair, we know for sure, and then the buck teeth. Um, There was a spot in the book where it said that the, the spell had hit Hermione, and it said... It, it said... It wasn't pretty, but I thought it was going to say that she wasn't pretty. Mm. I was like, oh, come on. Spell hit her. And by the way, she's not very pretty. I thought it was going to say something like that. Like, oh, well, she wasn't pretty to begin with, right. but now. Hermione I was like, decided oh, my to, God. Hermione decided to travel to the library, and she was not very pretty. <laughs> like, what? You can't say that. But, uh. The spell ricochets off and makes her teeth even bigger. Like beyond even bigger. Right. Like Which in the horrifically big. In the movie it kinda if she just like got these big old teeth out of nowhere, it kinda would have been embarrassing. But in the book, if she if we're already meant led to believe that she has like big buck teeth, she's probably already self conscious about it. Mm-hmm. And so this is just kind of a Attacking not only her physical appearance, but making her feel worse internally because it's making something... Like, I got a big nose. If my nose was, like, got even... It's already something I'm self-conscious about. (laughs) You know, it's something if it got made even bigger. It's already something that I have... I'm predisposed to be uncomfortable with. And it would make... It would just magnify that even more, if that makes sense. What is he up to? Oh, he went into the other room and got a, a pillow. A pillow, and he, I think he took something outside of me. All right, well, Jessica is going to go and investigate that. I'm just going to close the door so he can't So the ricochet of the spell makes her teeth even bigger, which I said, which she's probably already self-conscious about. And Snape continues to be allowed to bully students. At the school. Yeah, when you said that it's allowed for kids to attack each other, I was like, that's not allowed. But all some of the kids got punished, just not all of them. Well, and then Snape says, oh, I don't see a difference in your teeth. You it's know. down to her collarbone. <laughs> he said her teeth had grown down to her collarbone. So he's, so he's making fun of how kids look. You know, but not even by not even by making fun of like what her teeth look like now. He's saying it in reference to what her teeth normally look like. They're like, well, you've always had big old teeth, and now you continue to have big old teeth. You mutant. It's no different. You know, trying to hit a sound there. No, I had an alert, uh, okay. <laughs> an update thing. I was clearing it off the screen. So. Uh, oh, here you go. That's insulting. It is insulting. Thank you. <laughs> I know. Nightwing is getting very upset here. We're getting there. We're getting there. Let's let's roll through this here. For the first... So after this happens, we get a couple detentions. Uh, and it's not 
Draco, right? No, no, just not. Ron and Harry. And actually, now that you mention it, that they get in tr- the detention. Don't they get the detention for yelling at him after he insults right. after Hermione? After insults Hermione, yeah. Then they yell insults to him, mm-hmm. and that's what they get the detention for. Not the fighting and the cursing and the wand waving. Well, now we've got to go into potions class. And for the first time, Harry is actually happy to see Colin Creevy. Yeah. Because Colin is tasked with taking Harry from Snape's potions class for promotional photos for the Quad Wizard Tournament. Yeah, that part he wasn't so happy about. No. But anything to get out of class. You know, it's the lesser of two evils. Anything to get out of class. Well, he didn't even have Hermione anymore to, to be the buffer. He was just all alone. And we get our first... And Snape was going to poison him. <laughs> Don't forget about that! Oh, yeah! There was the whole thing about how he was going to poison him. What a, what a weird place to go to school. What a weird place to go to school. Uh, we get our first in-person appearance of Rita Skeeter. Mm-hmm. And you are not a fan. No. Based on just the articles and stuff. We haven't actually met her yet. This is the first time we get to meet her. What? Why are you such such not a fan of Rita Skeeter? Because in the past, I've kind of you know, defended her articles a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to remember that. I was like, oh, here she is. And I'm like, have we met her before? Because Dan kind of likes her. How? Wait a minute. What? I didn't say I, I, I liked her. I'm just saying that. Then why she, did you write if... I heart Rita Skeeter on your notebook? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into older ladies. I don't know. It was... uh, The stuff she writes isn't... The stuff that I've read... Now, we get a a hint that there's, like, a a piece that she wrote about Dumbledore that was... That involved Dumbledore that was not exactly uh, nice or totally accurate. But the stuff I've read, I don't know if it's totally false. I think she's just... uh, I think sometimes the truth is uncomfortable and the wizarding community can't handle it. Uh-huh. Sure. But you're just not a fan. Why, why are you not a fan? Do you think that she just goes out of her way to stir up things? You, like, what is... You'll find out. Okay. So you're In not basing it on anything so far. Not, uh, no. This is previous knowledge of her. Well, uh, we know Hogwarts is a weird school. And um, some things happen that are not always up to snuff. And before everyone shows up for pictures, Rita whisked Harry away to a broom closet for a one-on-one interview. I will repeat that. A grown woman took a child to be alone in a broom closet, and everyone's cool with it. I don't think Dumbledore's cool with it. Dumbledore wasn't there. Yeah. But everybody else seemed Totally fine with it. Yeah, but those weren't teachers. They're adults. Well, I guess... If a stranger comes up to a child and says, Hey, yo, I'm going to take this child over in this broom closet for a few minutes. She's not a stranger to them. They know her. Would the other adults be okay with it? They know her. So now you're defending Rita Skeeter. I see how it is. Oh, how the turntables. I'm not defending her. <laughs> I'm defending the other adults in the room. Well. It's still weird. I, I do have one issue here with Rita Skeeter. Yes. And maybe you can help me with it. Rita Skeeter uses something called a quick quotes quill. 
Can you explain how it works? Because to me, it seems like the quill does all the work and Rita gets all the credit. Does it use her thoughts? Or is she just a plagiarist? <laughs> because she's not saying anything that's going down on this paper. She's just talking normally and the and the the quick quotes quill is constructing these Shakespearean <laughs> sentences and prose that is nothing like what she is saying, but is it somehow linked to her thoughts or can you explain it to me? Because it kind of seems like she's just got uh, it. It kind of seems like she's just got a magic tool that does all the work for her. As our dog is <laughs> continuing to, I hope you guys can hear these crazy in noises. Agony, just in agony, <laughs> because we're recording for another few minutes. We're almost done. We're about to wrap this up. Can you explain um, it? Well, quick quotes, quote. It's magic. Hot take. <laughs> um, I think. Well, it's never really clear. It's just not clear. So she does have to like breathe on it or suck on it Ew. to get it going. <laughs> yeah. So it does like take her to activate it. So I don't her know. If DNA creating some kind of link. Nasty. Or if the quill, like, has a mind of its own. I don't know. They don't really clarify that. I mean, who wouldn't want to have a quick quotes quill? You just sit down and take a nap and you, you know, you wake up and there's an article written or a book written. Or well, you think she's still got to ask the questions. Nah, you just got to put a little spit on it. and <laughs> Breathe on it or... So uh, to me, it seems like she's getting credit for something that is not even for words that are not even close to what she's saying. I don't know. I think because I like that you are so anti Rita Skeeter until we until the sisterhood of writers comes out in <laughs> you. Nothing to do with because it because you're you're a writer as well, and then like you're like, well, no, 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 you need to back off, sir. Good sir, <laughs> I say thee nay. <laughs> There's nothing to do with it. We don't ever... It's never confirmed that the quill has a mind of its own. And I think because she puts it to her mouth, there's some connection there that those are going to be her words. But there's no clear explanation. Well, luckily for Harry, Dumbledore shows up to break up the inappropriate broom closet interaction. Yes. And we get to the namesake of the chapter, which is the weighing of the wands. And... Is this just like an inspection? Like a boxer, like before they go into the ring, like they have to have, like in boxing or fighting, they have to have their hands wrapped by a, an impartial third party to make sure that there's like not, they're not like put anything like metal in there or anything like that. And then they have to sign like their signature on the, the wrap to let the commission know that hey we this has been checked by an impartial third party there's nothing you know everything is in working order nothing inappropriate going on it. here and then when they put the gloves on they have to wrap them again and they have to get like they get like little x's put on them to show that they've been checked is this kind of just like checking hardware out before we go into the 
competition to make sure everything's up to snuff, or or is this just like a ceremonial thing? Like, no, I think it's making sure everything's work in good working order. Um, you know, they bring Alavander in, who's the wand maker, and he inspects all the wands. And I find it interesting, you know, to go through and learn what everybody's wand is made out of and what their core is and everything. But, um, yeah, it's just to make sure it's all, all good. Nobody's tampered with it. You don't want to have it, like, souped up somehow. Ooh, souped up. <laughs> and it's working properly. No wands on steroids. So we take the photos. Nothing like the quill that thinks for itself. Yeah. Well, you know, cheating. whatever. It's cheating is what it is. Plagiarism is what it is. People get kicked out of college for that. <laughs> So we take the photos, Harry goes to dinner, and then goes back to the common room and has a tense interaction with Ron. Uh, Harry does get a response from Sirius, who wants Harry to be by the fire in Gryffindor Tower at 1 a.m. on November 22nd. Two days before. Because you said at the beginning, mm -hmm. the first trial's on the 24th. And Sirius is even more sure than ever that someone is trying to put Harry in a precarious situation and wants to talk in person with him about it. Because it's not safe to put it in a letter. So this kind of makes me think if Sirius wants to meet by the fire in Gryffindor Tower, either Buckbeak's going to be involved to fly up the tower, or could we see a little flu powder come into... Or coming to play here. A third option. Or or you could hold a boot and boots help you travel by magic. Magic <laughs> Wasn't that in Puffs too? Something about like you could hang on to a boot or something like that. You can go wherever you, you can go wherever you want, just hold on to this boot. I, I think, think so. It was something like that. It, the the jokes and the lines come like pretty quick. You have to like so me, who's kind of a, who's seen the movies and is only halfway through the books is, and is a bit of a novice, I got most of the stuff, though. Mm -hmm. um, and the good thing was that it didn't really spoil I, anything. And I, I'd seen Puffs, the movie, the play, play version on, on Amazon, but I was kind of worried that, you know, when we're getting deeper into these books, that it would spoil something for me, but it didn't really. You know, they do a yeah. good job of kind of keeping it more loose, and it's it's supposed to focus on the Hufflepuffs during the seven years that Harry is the, the star of the show, and Harry is just kind of an ancillary character. Yeah, he just kind of runs through the the stage. I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, and, and and shouts out some key moments, some mm -hmm. big moments, so that you know where they're at in the plot. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, you're just following the, the puffs. You're like, remember and when that troll going showed on? up? Yeah. Uh, remember the, remember uh, sports? Sports! <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, who's the, uh, Quirrell? Professor Quirrell? Yeah. With uh, the Dark Lord living in the back of his head. <laughs> yeah. That was fantastic. <laughs> with the, you know, they first of all, they the guy that did Quirrell with the stuttering and 
and things like that was, and the nervousness was very good. But then they turn around and, <laughs> the Dark Lord is here to seal your doom or something like that. And I'm like, how did nobody notice this? The guy had the Dark Lord living in his head. The back of his turban like lit up red mm. and the voice came out of nowhere. Yeah. It was very well done. Uh, well, I think that is going to do it for this episode of Broomstick and Butterbeer, Chapter 18, Wayne of the Wands. Was this featured in the movie at all? Wayne of the Wands? I don't remember it. I don't think so. Not like this. Uh, they do, you do meet Rita Skeeter and they do take the pictures. Broom Closet? Yeah, Broom Closet. But I don't remember them actually doing anything with the wands. So the, Maybe get, they did and it was just so quick. We will get to see the Broom Closet when we watch the movie. Yes. The inappropriate interactions between a 40 something year old woman, a teenage boy. Closet. In a, and a plagiaristic magic pen. <laughs> that would be a good book. Rita Skeeter and the Plagiaristic Magic Pen. I, I think somebody needs to write that. I'm sure it's out there. Like Harry Potter and the there's Goblet of Fire. There's fan fiction of everything. Well, that's going to do it for us on this episode, unless there's anything else you'd like to add. Nope. Thanks for everybody for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Next time we'll be back with Chapter 19. But until then... Feel free to send us any questions or comments, broomsticks.butterbeer at gmail.com. If you send us a question or comment, we will read it on the air and give a give you a shout out. And like I said, also follow us on Twitter at BroomsticksB. Uh, we've gotten a lot of new friends on Facebook this week. Yeah, maybe from the Puffs. It's possible because every time I log into Facebook, it's at three three new people like uh, Boomsticks and Butterbeer on Facebook. So like us on Facebook as well. No matter what platform you're listening on, Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, leave us a review and let us know how we're doing. And if it's not a five-star review, shoot me an email and let us know how we can make it better. And we will do our best. Keep your dog quiet. Here, <laughs> shut your dog up. That's one way you can do it. Shut that dang dog up. <laughs> He's supposed to be barkless dogs, by the way. So he just makes all kinds of other horrible noises. <laughs> what do you want? You want a dog barking in the background or you want a dog that sounds like it's in the throes of death? <laughs> <laughs> Being tortured. Pick one. Again, thanks to everybody for downloading, listening, and subscribing. Hello to Jennifer in California. Hello to Anastasia in Moodus, Connecticut. Hello to Kelly in uh, Uptown, New York. Maybe soon to be Downtown, New York. Is she? No, I thought she said stay in Uptown. She doesn't know. She, oh, she's looking at a bunch of places downtown. It's all happening downtown, Just. It's all happening downtown. When you're alone and life is making you lonely, you can always go downtown. Bye, everybody. Bye. You have to be-